You enter a deep, dark cave. Okay. Your paladin smells the dank air, and it sickens him. Death hangs all around, and the feeling of evil is suffocating. The chattering and screeching of goblin hordes fills your ears. You feel the gaze of the Lich Lord, realizing that he's been watching you all along. You sense traps, and out of the corner of your eye, you see archers. No one has ever made it out of the Cavern of Shadows alive. What do you do? First, one question. Okay. What's a paladin? Welcome back to the Crit One Podcast, the number one podcast you're listening to right now. I'm the host of the show, Rory, and with me today is... Owen. Okay, so today we have made a list of some of the crazy monsters in the Dungeon Dragons 4th Edition Monster Manual, and we'll be reading through that and telling stories about them and talking about those. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we're going to start with the Abolith. Okay, so Abolith, uh, Owen, can you describe the Abolith for us? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Abolus, um, they're basically these giant underwater mucus monsters with three eyes, and they've got all these tentacles, and they're psychic. So they mind control people and cover them in mucus, and then they take them down to the depths where they're like, they become servitors. Hmm. So yeah, if you can describe the picture of the Abolus here to a, as if you were talking to a kindergartner. It looks like a snug with No, you aren't a kindergartner. You're just I am the kindergartner. No, you're talking to a kindergartner. All right, I'm talking to the kindergartner. Kindergartner, this looks like a slug with three eyes and tentacles. Okay, so uh, this was introduced in the Forbidden City, I think, the Tales of Forbidden City, Wontai, uh, advanced D&D thing. So, yeah, they're pretty cool. Next um, is the Balhanath. The Balhanath. So Valhannas, I'm not sure if they were in any Monster Manual before 4th edition, because they're just kind of some random big thing. So they're like giant slugs again, and they've got giant rows of teeth, and then they've got like Dr. Octopus arms. And they're like subterranean hunters, and the weird thing about them is that they don't have eyes, but when you walk near them, they distort like reality, so they like cast illusions on you and turn invisible and stuff. And they're super weird. So who wrote this book? Uh... Uh, Mike Merle, Stephen Schubert, and James Wyatt. How many characters are there total? There's many of them. Many. There's more many. Than, more than three and less than 500. Good to know. Okay. All right. So, so next up, we have... The Basilisk. Basilisk. Okay, so this isn't like the Basilisk from D&D. From, yeah, Harry Potter. It, it is like the Basilisk from D&D. It is different than the one from Mythology and Harry Potter. In Harry Potter, it's like a big old snake. And in Mythology, it's like... A, a cockatrice or like a, a chupacabra chupacabra well and so it, but in this it's like a really fat lizard and it's got eight legs and it turns you into stone if you look at it too long that's sort of like the one from Harry Potter except yeah, you just, just die like a, if it's just a big fat but you got a bunch of saving throws to make so funny like basilisks they're, they're a bad idea to put in your D&D game because if your players see them they'll be like oh Let's get the basilisk and ride it and make it turn everything else to stone. <laughs> so one of our first D&D games I played in, we came across a basilisk and we ended up just like picking it all up by the legs and carrying it around in order to solve the rest of the dungeon <laughs> by turning everyone, all the bad guys in the dungeon to stone with our basilisk. How big is the basilisk? How can you pick it up? It's it's pretty big. It's like a horse, but we had like six people in the party <laughs> and we froze it. All right. Next is the beholder. The Beholder. Beholders are a classic D&D monster. 
They're like a giant creepy head with a bunch of big teeth and one big eye in the middle. And they have these eye stalks that come out like tentacles, like an octopus. And each of the eye stalks shoots a different type of laser beam. <laughs> there's uh, there, there's ones that just like shoot like evil rays and fire rays and fear rays and stuff like that and disintegration rays. And so they're all really – they all think that they're their own separate species. Like each individual one thinks that they're like the master beholder. So if you get <laughs> two of them in a room, they'll just like duke it out with like their laser eye stalks. Next um, is the – The, the carry carrying crawler. crawler. What's that? Carry-on crawlers are a uh, underdark like uh, kind of underground monster. So they're, like, they're giant centipedes and they're green and they've got like tentacles. So basically, they like have these poison that they shoot you with, and then you get immobilized, and then they eat you. But they're allergic to brains, so what they'll do is they'll eat everyone except for their brain, and then mind flayers, which we'll talk about later, will come along and eat the brain. So they got a mutualistic relationship. Yep. Go in. So that's cool. Choker. Chokers are basically just golem, and they just <laughs> hide in caves or in trees, and then... My brains. They're the, kind of the worst, because they're the kind of monster that you don't really fight, you just either roll your perception check and notice them or don't and get choked to death by them. <laughs> so you, you're just walking along your DM's like, uh, what's your, what's your passive perception check? And you're like, it's 11. And you're like, oh, I should have played a cleric with perception or an elf. And then he's like, okay, roll a saving throw. I failed my saving throw. Uh, you got choked by <laughs> a choker. Um, You have five turns before you suffocate. And then you're like... Do they have teeth around their hands? Yeah, they got creepy hand teeth. That's weird. It is weird. And Death then, Knight. Death Knight. Okay, so Death Knights are really... They're, they're pretty cool. So they're like paladins that are evil, and they're like zombie paladins, and they kind of rally other undead. And so they like make it... They like bind their soul into like a sword or some weapon. So they've got like a necro... Like a evil blade. And they're kind of like uh, the Nazgul from Lord of the Rings. So they're pretty, they're pretty sweet. Uh... Balor. Balor is like one of the most classic D&D monsters. They're pretty sweet. They're like the uh, Balrog from Lord of the Rings. They've got a fire. They're like giant and they're like red and they're like a fiery demon-y thing. And they breathe fire and they've got a lightning sword and a fire whip. Hmm. And the joke, they're just, kind of, they're just kind of a joke that whenever your DM doesn't know what to do with a story, he's like, oh, you guys find a Balor and he kills the party. So that's... You never get really powerful enough in D&D to fight Baylors because they're always better than your characters. Displacer Beast. Displacer Beast. Displacer Beasts are fun because they're these cats that have two, like, spiky tentacles coming out of their back, like panthers, and they basically just, like, shoot out an illusion, so it looks like there's two of them, and you always miss, and they're just really irritating. Cool. Okay, so then we got... Dragons. dragons. Okay, so we're just going to go over the chromatic dragons, which are the evil ones, and so you got what? black dragons... Which are really lizardy and live in swamps, and they shoot acid, and they got horns, and they're pretty cool. And so the way dragons work is they're more powerful based on how old they are, and then certain dragons <laughs> are better than others at like just how powerful they are. Next we got blue dragons who live in the deserts and shoot lightning, and breathe lightning and stuff like that. So the cool thing about blue dragons is while the other dragons just kind of like sit in their lairs or like hunt or something, blue dragons what they do is they go on they go in the desert and they burrow because they can burrow really well, and so they'll go under the road. Where caravans go by, and they've got tremor <laughs> sense. So whenever a caravan goes by, they're massive. So they just like jump out of the sand and just like come up like the sarlacc and just like come up and eat the caravan and then go back underground. 
So how many dragon variations are there? There's five chromatic dragons, and then there's five, uh, like, five uh, uh, metallic dragons, which are the good ones, and then there's, like, 50 other stupid, like, there's, like, mist dragons and cloud dragons and fade <laughs> dragons and lots of dragons that... Because, like, every time they put out a splat book, everyone wants to write their own dragon because they think it's going to be, like, the coolest dragon. They're like, ooh, I'm going to get more powerful. So there's just, like, this whole book of, like, stupid dragons that shouldn't be in there. Next, we got green dragons, and they're, like, kind of smart, and they shoot out a poison gas, but they really just end up being weaker than the other dragons. Can and you ride dragons? You can ride dragons, but they're intelligent. Like, smart, like don't. they're smarter than people. Oh. Most people. So, like, you could ride it if you're... But you have to be, like, friends with it. Like, yo, dog, can I ride you? And then you'd be like... Like that know. scene from Avatar, where you have to, like, stick the head thing into their, yeah. their neck thing. Sort of like that. Avatar's I, a weird movie. Uh, yeah, that is a really <laughs> weird movie. I watched, like, 30 minutes of it, and I was like, I cannot. I, I, I'm gonna watch Lord of the Rings. It's re- <laughs> it still stands as the highest box office record movie, though. I thought Avengers blew that out of the water. Really? It's either... I know uh, the top ones. It's either... It's Avatar and the Titanic. I think it's either Jurassic World or... The Force Awakens, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, Force Awakens made so much money. Yeah, so much money. Next, we have the most powerful and coolest red dragon. Dra- ah, the coolest dragon. <laughs> the coolest red dragon. dragon. The, the red, red dragon. dragon. Okay, so they're the red dragons, and they breathe fire, and they're red, and they're super mean, and they eat people. Next, we have the weakest dragon. They're the ice ones. They're white dragons, and white dragons are terrible. And they just sit in ice caves and get wrecked by adventurers. So, right. what's next on our list, Owen? Efret. 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 Efret sounds like, like, I don't know. <laughs> what does Efret sound like? A ferret? It sounds like Everett. Everett. Yeah. Okay, so Efrits are like, they're kind of like Aladdin-y kind of genie, like fiery genie people that have like bronze swords and they live in this place called the City of Brass and they live in the lava world, so they're cool. They're kind of evil, but they've got, like, this weird bureaucracy going on. <laughs> so, yeah. Next they is... They could have used a contested in a convention, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Next is a Galabdur. 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 Okay. Uh, so, Galabdurs are a type of earth elemental, so they're just rocks that got hit with intelligence, <laughs> and now they're just smart rocks. And they basically are just smart rocks and do nothing but be smart rocks. Just a living oxymoron. And the really, yeah, and the really powerful rocks, the really powerful ones, can uh, make other rocks be smart temporarily. That's about all they do. But they're fun. Because you're like, hi, I'm a Galabder. And you're like, how's it going? And you're like, I'm a rock. Sounds like just a terrible religion. It's like, can I teach you about being a smart rock? <laughs> Oh, uh, they ring your doorbell, and you're like, do you have a minute to learn about an intelligent rock, sir? <laughs> you know the phrase, dumb as a rock. Well, it's not always true. Alright, so what do we got up next? We've got ghosts and ghouls. Ghosts? Okay, ghasts and ghouls. Ghasts and ghouls. Okay, so ghouls are like zombies, but they're much stronger and intelligent. Like, not intelligent, but like, they're just like amped up zombies, and they're really fast. It's like zombies versus the zombies from the World War Z movie. Like, they're super fast. And then ghasts, like, make the other ones stronger and smell really bad. So when you go near them, like, you pass out or have a hard time fighting. And then 
if ghouls hit you, then you par they paralyze you and then they eat you. So you can't get hit by them. Well, that's fun. What do we got next, Owen? Giant. Giant. So D&D has a bunch of different giants. Most of the time you fight like hill giants or fire giants because they're the coolest ones. But you also got death giants that are just kind of like angsty, like emo giants with big axes. <laughs> Nirvana giants. Nirvana giants. Uh, Smells like teen spirit in a giant axe. And then we got uh, hill giants, which are just like dumb cave people giants. We got fire giants, and fire giants are like giant dwarfs, and they just light on fire and have big swords made out of fire. Then you got storm giants who are like Zeus, and they're just Zeus, and that's all they do is throw lightning bolts. Alright, next is the Hydra. 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 So, uh, Hydra, they're just Hydras, basically from Greek mythology. Uh, speaking of which, I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was, uh, uh, I can't remember what it was. D&D &D fact or something. The, the idea, um, if, if you should get Hydras to work at customer service lines, <laughs> and then you only have to pay one of them. But you have as many, and like if you're running out of lines, you just cut off one of their heads, and that'll be two of them. But yeah, so that's the best idea ever in D and D capitalism. <laughs> I need to write a book called D and D capitalism. That'd be amazing. Uh, it's like dumb business ideas. Oh, speaking of D and D capitalism, so uh, there's this book, there's a D and D setting called Dark Sun, where it's just like everything's terrible, post-apocalyptic. It's like the Mad Max D and D game, and like magic's running out, and so it like the world's just a desert. And uh, so, me and my, uh, heard this is like backstory for Dark Suns. There's a spell called Wall Wall of Salt in it, and so we someone calculated that like it makes like seven million dollars worth of salt with the spell, like or or like seven hundred thousand dollars of salt in, with the one spell. So the joke about Dark Sun is that one wizard found out that he could make tons of money off this Wall of Salt spell, and then breaking it and then selling the salt. And then every wizard did it, and then too many wizards did it, and the salt economy went down, <laughs> and then so much salt happened that it just dried up the world and created Dark Sun. So, that's pretty good. Um, what do we got up next? Cobalt. Cobalt's... Uh, Cobalt's are the most amazing DD monsters ever. It's like, after your party gets whooped by some dragon or something, the DM's like, here's some kobolds, and it's like... Uh, it's like... It's like southern comfort. It's like kobolds. It like it makes you feel good about yourself because you can shwack a million of them. But Are they're they just really bad? scrubs. Yeah, they're just scrubs. How many hit points do they have? Not enough to survive being hit, in general. But hmm. like, yeah. So kobolds are like these little crocodile, like dragon lizard people, and they're tiny and they're terrible at everything, and they're wimps. And like, if you yell at them, then they'll probably drop their weapons and surrender. And they love dragons, and they worship dragons, unless you tell them not to. And then they're like, okay, okay, okay. And the DM's just like, okay, you encounter kobolds. And the only time they ever face any threat is because they, they fight dirty and they have traps. So, like, you walk into a room, and then it's like, okay, you got hit by three crossbow bolts made by kobolds coming out of the walls, and a sticky trap, and you fell in a pit. And the kobolds <laughs> are sitting around you throwing at rocks at you. And you're like, what? So, they got the tactics of Boy Scouts. And about the combat effectiveness of your average Boy Scout. So, not very, but that's cool. Alright, next is the Lich. Okay, so you might have heard of Lich Lords. They're like zombie wizards. So, they've got this cool thing called a phylactery that they put their soul in. They're like Death Knights, but for wizards. And so, if they die, they come back to life where their phylactery is. So, the only way to kill a Lich is to kill his phylactery. 
But other than that, they're really hard to kill because they regenerate their health and they're super powerful and then cast a ton of spells and they're almost indestructible and they're immune to most damage, unless it's magic weapons or stuff like that. Hmm. And another thing is, like, you can turn your character into a lich. How? It's a ritual you make once you're level 14. Your character, he, like, pays a bunch of money or a GP and finds another lich who can do help him out and then he becomes a lich. And then your DM's <laughs> like, why'd you do that? You just ruined the campaign. And then he's like, whatever. What do we got up next? Mind Flayers. Mind Flayers. They're my favorite D&D monster ever. So Mind Flayers are like people, but with tentacles, like octopus faces, and they're purple, and they're super creepy, and they've got like awesome telepathy, and they're psychic, and stuff like that. And they fight with like cool knives, and they like eat your brain. Hmm. And they live underground. And they look kind of like that dude from, what was the ben, like the really old Ben 10 show? With the, the the guy from that, the bad guy. I don't know. I thought he looked like uh, Bootstrap Bill. Not his, not him, but the master guy on the oh. pirate ship. Okay. I, I forgot his name, but he's got like tentacles from, oh, yeah, from his uh, face. From uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, Davy Jones? Yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so they look like the tentacle guy from that, but they're purple. And then what do we got next, Owen? Naga. Naga. Nagasaki. And then, so... Okay. Mm. So, Nagas are, like, protection snakes. And so they're like, hey, got a lot of nice plus one long swords. Be shame if something happened to them. But, uh, no, really, so, like, they protect, like, tombs and stuff, and they're, like, really smart, and they've got, like, faces, and they're creepy snakes. We got Nightmares. And Nightmares is the only reason you play an anti-paladin in 3rd edition. So, nightmares were, like, these horses that had, like, were kind of skeleton-y, and they light on fire, and they're super evil, and they can teleport. But, uh, in 3rd edition, if you got the 5th level as an anti-paladin, you can get one as a mount. <laughs> so, p- people just play the class so that they can get a nightmare to ride around on, and the DM would be like, okay, you walk into town, and they're like, I ride my nightmare! And he's like, okay, you light everything on fire, and they're like, this is terrible. <laughs> and then you're like, uh... Next is an ooze. Ooze. There's many types of oozes. Uh, most of them you don't want. Uh, all of them you don't want. But what yeah. are they? Well, in this one, this one I'm sad because they didn't include a lot of them. They only had ochre jelly, which are these like little yellow ones that like split up into multiple ones on the floor. So like little slime things. Yeah, little slime things. And the other one's the gelatinous cube, which is like if you've ever seen that picture of like that cube of jello with a bunch of like skeletons inside of it and stuff. No one's seen that. Uh, well, if you're a nerd, you've seen it, maybe. But uh, that's the gelatinous cube. So they're, like, invisible, and you walk into them, and then it eats you. Because, like, they're... And then, th- my favorite ones ever is called Black Pudding. <laughs> so Black Pudding are just these pools of blackness that you look into them, and it just looks like it's a shadow on the ground. And if you step into it, then it eats through your foot really fast. But you can just light them on fire. And if you, like, bring out light, then they'll run away from it. So you can just, like, kind of push them downstairs and stuff with light. It was mm-hmm. fun. Okay, next is the Atug. Oatyug or something. Oatyug. I I, I can't pronounce it better than you. Oatyug are trash compactors, and they're just a big mouth with, like, flabby arms and the eye stalk from Star Wars. (laughs) So that's what they are. That's all they are. And they would never pose a threat. Owlbear. Owlbear. Okay, so, (laughs) Owen, you can explain what an owlbear is to the people. An owlbear is a bear with talons and an eagle's face. It's like an owl, but it's a bear. Owlbear. The owlbear. 
Okay, we got purple worms, and if you can describe to the people what the purple worm is. Um, it's a giant worm. And yeah, it's purple. It's just that like Death Eater looking thing. Not from Harry Potter. Just like what you would picture when you think of a Death Eater. Just like a a giant snake looking worm thing with a bunch of teeth. Mm-hmm. They got scales, so they look kind of like a dragon, but with no wings or anything. They just they don't look. They just they're purple and they got scales. And they just eat you. Alright, next is the... Rakshasa. Rakshasa. So they're tiger people, furry tiger people, with backward hands that can only be killed by a cross bolt that shot from a cleric. Really? Yep. Like, it's the only way, or is that just, like, D&D lore that I don't That's know about? That's the D&D lore that kills them. Yep, they're weird. <laughs> Rock is next. The Rock. Okay, so uh, the Rock, you know, it's got like the people's, uh, what's it called? The people's uppercut and stuff like that. Been in a lot of movies. Yeah. San Andreas. Mm-hmm. What's that other one? Uh, the Rock's Hercules was not that good. I don't know. No. I feel like it could have used more of like the tale of an epic, like mythical hero. Instead that of Dwayne been, Johnson. Just... It, it should have been more of the tale of an epic mythical hero, but that might have been too much like The Rock's actual life. <laughs> so maybe that's why they wanted to stay away from it. But um, okay, so we got The Rock, and then other types is The Phoenix, which is like The Phoenix. You probably know what that is. And then if you can elaborate on the last type of rock, a Thunderhawk. 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 So that's like. It's a rock, but it's giant, and it's blue, and it shoots lightning, and it's named the Thunderhawk. So is the rock just, like, D&D name for giant, giant birds? Bird. Yeah. Yeah, they're huge birds. All right, next is the Slod, or Slad. 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 Slad are the best. They're, Slad are extra-dimensional frog people with wolverine claws that, like, like they just stab you and then put, like, a frog egg in you, and then you turn into another Slad. <laughs> And that's how they roll. And they just teleport uh, around being Wolverine frogs. They're amazing. They're, they're the actual best. We are definitely going to start the treasure hoard just to have pictures of all these ridiculous Yeah, monsters. we're just going to get sued for copy-pasting pictures out of the D&D manual. Monster manual. Alright, next is the Sturge. Oh, Sturge. Sturge are mos- giant mosquitoes. They're like the size of a small, small dog. And they have four wings. And they just suck your blood. And they're... <laughs> Awesome mosquitoes. Where would you find a sturge? Sturge, like you find them in any place you'd find a bat, really, or a mosquito. All right, next is the troglodyte. Okay, troglodyte. Troglodytes are stinky underground lizard people that have shaman magic, and they're cool. What's shaman magic? I don't know. It's like druids. Okay. Umber Hulk. Umber Hulk are the best. They're like giant, giant, like horse-sized, like. They're huge, uh, Hulk-looking things, but they don't look like the Hulk. They look like, what's that kind? What what's that kind of? They look like giant beetles. Something. Yeah, giant rock beetle. Yeah, giant rock beetle with these big claws and huge arms, and they just kind of run around and swing their arms and dig underground. So they just like you'll fight an Umber Hulk and you'll almost kill it, and it'll just go underground and heal, and then come back up, and you'll be like, dang it, and then. <laughs> They another cool thing about them is when you look at them in the eye, you get super. Con- your character gets confused and doesn't know what to do, and then they just eat you. All right, so they're cool. Next is the white. Okay, so uh, whites, uh, 
or a type of undead, and my friend, okay, so sorry about a white star undead, and if they touch you, then you lose a level, and if you're at level one, <laughs> that's awful, you're the worst, if they hit you and you fail save, then you lose a level, and if you're at level one, then you turn into a white, and so my friend made this entire, <laughs> this huge, we played, we started at, like Halloween and played through this huge uh, undead like zombie campaign, uh-huh. and at the end he set it up, and he ended it on the joke, and he was like, so we, we killed a bunch of like this white leader, like the Zlord, and he was like, "Yay, you've taken down white supremacy!" <laughs> and he set up this entire game for this one joke, and we were like, "Oh, that was that was kind of great and sort of terrible." Oh man! All right, last but not least is the Yantai. Yantai. So Yantai. There's a bunch of different. There's snake. They're like snake, half snake, half human. So some of them are like cobra, some of them are like vipers, some of them have like snake legs and like a snake tail instead of legs. And some of them have, like, human legs and just a tail. And some of them are just a bunch of different snakes that are part of one big snake. And, yeah. So they're just, like, half snake, half people. And they're pretty cool. Cool. And that'll be that'll be closing out the podcast for today. Thanks uh, for all right. But before we, before we end this, we're going to give you a brief preview of what's soon to come with our newest mini-series. So we know that a lot of our listeners don't know a ton about D&D, so we're going to go through... A bunch of different games, just experimenting with a bunch of different campaigns, so our listeners can really understand what's going on. Yep. So we'll. Oh, sorry. So we'll each make a character, and then we'll roll on. We've made a list of a hundred weird or fun D and D camp like story ideas, and we'll take turns uh, DMing them and playing them. All right. And so Owen has made a character. If you can tell us about that real quick. All right. <laughs> Yeah, Alright, so my character is named Torin. He's a dragonborn rogue. He's a striker type. I'm not completely sure what that means. It means he does high damage, but he's kind of... He's like a glass... He just like runs and then backs up. And... Yeah, and he's good at opportunity fighting. So Alright, like, so he's a dragonborn. He's got enlarged dragon breath, because I know the best thing about a dragonborn is that you breathe fire, fire. on people. So, I didn't... I started out with 100 gold pieces, just like you would in 4th edition, and I just got some cloth armor and a dagger and 5 shurikens and a standard adventurer's kit, because I feel like I'm going to need some more gold pieces if we continue this campaign, and, and I want to buy like a boat or something. Nice. Okay. I'll be free to buy a boat. So, I will be playing Vincent, the Minotaur <laughs> Battlemind. So, Vincent, Vincent is an 8 foot tall Minotaur, and... He's super chill, and he's really awkward, and he doesn't like to offend people, so he's like, Hi, I'm Vincent. Hi, 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 hi. So that's Vincent, and uh, he's kind of a tank, and he's really tough, but he doesn't, well, like, physically, but he doesn't act like it, and he doesn't like to show off, and he's really, like, scared of everything. That sounds like a And he's, battle minds are, like, psychic paladins, kind of, so they've got, like, they use, like, Psychic powers to like augment, like augment their fighting abilities. So he's like a really smart, wise Minotaur named Vincent. All right, so those are our two characters. We're probably gonna feature Jonah too. We've got a character. Sheet Jonah's for him. playing an emo half orc vampire named Derek. Derek. He might change the name. He, Silly. Didn't, he didn't get to choose the name. All right, so the way okay, we figured okay. this out was we made a list of a hundred different campaigns and so for uh odds we're doing me as the dm and then for evens we're doing rory as the dm so i'll go over a few we'll be keeping the uh don't go over and we'll be keeping the uh 
same characters and they'll just be like quantum leaping into different things. So that'll be fun. We hope. All right. So we're get, right now we're going to roll a percentile dice to figure out which one we are going to do first. Okay. I'm rolling a percentile dice. 80... Don't say the number. Don't say the number. 83. Okay, so... Owen... Let's see the list. Owen will be DMing... Let's see what you're DMing. Uh, thieves Guild Gang Wars. Okay, so that'll God. be fun. So it's going to be two Thieves Guilds and a gang war in medieval times. Oh, this will be cool. This is oh, going to be weird. This is going to be really weird. I can't wait till we get to the one that's roadies for an orc metal band. That's going to be the best one. That's going to be the best one. All right, so stay tuned for our 100 stories. I know it's going to take a while, but it's going to be super entertaining. I promise. Keep listening, keep supporting, and thanks for listening. Thank you so much.